What is this? For the mess. For the mess. Can I begin? Yeah. Uh huh. It's the chill kit. I got the cards to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows to nod your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I will never spill it. Yes, sir. Damn right. I keep it low key. They must got all time as if they say that. Welcome to the For the Masters podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. Hey, I'm back, and I'm back with a banger. These are the Scuzz brothers, and we're going to talk about legacy. We're going to talk about building, like, something big, and then just how to get ahead with, like, work ethic. I know I recorded this months ago with the Skenezi brothers, and I'm super grateful I was able to get them on some Ohio legends. And I don't know if this would be a, a Wrestling Wednesday episode, but, hey, I, I think it's a really, really good episode. Um, shout out to my brother, Nick. He was able to put this together, get his brother on, and it's going to be an amazing episode. It's going to be a phenomenal episode, okay? Um, admin task, because we do what we have to do, right? Please follow us on YouTube at JB the Masses. Please follow us on Facebook at For the Masses Podcast, Instagram at For the Masses Podcast, right? I'm on YouTube now. I got Spotify video. Hey, we're doing it. We're becoming a big podcast, okay? So please, please, please support the podcast any way, shape, or form. I do have Anchor supporters up, so if you want to support the podcast monetarily, you can do that as well. All right, so I have Nick and Nate Skinesny for the Masters Podcast. Hey, I got the Scuzz Brothers. Hey, thanks for joining the podcast, guys. What's going on, JB? Hey. How are you? Hey, you guys would be episode 27. 27? That's crazy, right? Damn. I mean, grinding, bro. That's good. Well, hey, it's okay. only good. It's only good if you keep it going. Right? That's fine, and, though. And so Johnny was 26. Johnny was 17 and 18. I dropped, I dropped three more this week, so I got like a, I'm at 20, 20 right now, and then I got six more before you guys come out. Oh, you're a busy man. Very nice. I just like batch the episodes, and then like I just like have them just in case I get busy or something, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, how are you guys doing, though? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Bro, I'm great. I got the Scuzz Brothers, the legendary Scuzz Brothers. <laughs> hey, JB, why do you say legendary? Hey, bro, everyone knows about the Scuzz Brothers. <laughs> Is that good or bad? No, I think I think it's just cool that you guys are like a, a unit. You know, you're like you're a family unit. Not just like you were a family and you guys just did this thing. You guys were like pretty good at wrestling, you know? Big time. Right. Yeah, that's, you I mean, just summed stuff, it like, up right there. And it, it really is like, you know, a pair of like leaf to dudes, you know? I'm not going to say what happened between me and you, Nick. Because <laughs> I said it on episode 17 and 18 probably. And it's gonna, we'll they don't want to hear about that anymore. <laughs> no, I think, I think we need to clear the air. <laughs> I was retired too by that time. <laughs> yeah, you should, yeah, let them know that you were retired. Never I, I, I need, I want to hear this story. I've never, I've never heard about this. You never heard about this? All right, so I have not heard about this. Scott, you didn't tell hey, me that. It, that means, hey, <laughs> not, hey, Nick usually that. tells me everything. JB, Nick wow. usually tells me everything too. So that might be a good thing for you. It's true. Well, so for your, let me. I, Let's hear about it. I don't want to tell nobody. Hold on. Nick, do you want to tell the story or you want me to tell it? No, I'll tell the story because I'll tell the story. <laughs> so here, here's the story. JB, you know, he didn't wrestle me all year. He was in the room my senior year, got wheeling, coaching. And JB was probably the only guy I didn't wrestle with. He never grabbed me. You know, every time I needed a partner, he was stretching around the bike. <laughs> so come down to regional time. We were sucking weight and, you know, cutting weight, getting ready for the regional tournament. And Coach Doyle at the time, he we were, when we were running practices, he was doing it where the starters were in the whole time and then the backups were jumping in and 
you were in the whole time. Trying to beat the hell out of you. Yeah, wearing you down, trying to get you in the best shape for regionals. And what do you know, by the end of practice, guess who grabbed? JB did, huh? JB grabbed, but it didn't end well for JB, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I will say this. Okay, that's that story is probably like 60% true. <laughs> oh, come on. Nate, he didn't tell you that I was also like in and out other groups. Right, I'm retired. You know, I can't do it my own goal myself, but I'm in other groups. You know, and but JB got thrown. Wow, that day? did I get and, thrown that day? I threw you. I JB, I never. That's where JB. the joke came from. You know, we say everybody, I, I don't make me get someone so he'll throw you. You know, that's where that joke came from because I threw you. I know a reach threw me that day, but <laughs> JB, that's not good because I'm I've never seen Nick throw anybody. It's he's, and that's the funny part about it is I don't throw nobody. See, I don't, I don't remember you throwing me, but like, I'm not gonna like rule it out because you're, you're a scuzz. Yeah, it <laughs> Yeah, I can't rule it out, but I don't remember getting thrown. Yeah, I don't really yeah, I don't remember. That's because we remember Hey, JB, we'll have to settle it the right way. We we'll just have do to it settle again. it, and he's been out the game. We'll do it I've been, again. I'm been getting better, and you know, like, I just like this. The story really was like, you know, scuzz. Like. It was a goal, you know. Coach Doyle was like, "Yo, I need him ready for reasons." He's like, "He sent, he sent me over there. I gave him this one-two work. He was like, he forgot who I was, and he came at me hard. I had <laughs> was it hard? Because I'm, I'm only good for thirty to sixty seconds at that point. Yeah, clear as day. You came at me with a straight headbutt, and I'm like, "What is this dude doing?" That's how you gotta attack it, though. Coach tells you to do something. You gotta go do it. I'm telling you how to do it, how I would do it. No, it yeah. was- it was fun. It was good. Did it right. Yeah, Nate, nobody's mad at you for it. No, like, you know. Well, like, I'm glad we cleared the air on it. We cleared the air, but if we ever see a mat, <laughs> we'll all do it. Finish that I'm, sentence. If we ever see a mat, I might be. I might go first. 30 seconds. I'm in. Right, I'll tell you what. I'll start, and you guys just rotate in. Okay. You right. just rotate in on me. Three man. Three man. Three man. Hey, no, but yeah. all jokes aside, I really appreciate you guys, like, you know, like, jumping on a podcast, you know, like, like, like you know, we all know Ohio's a pretty tough state. You guys grew up in Ohio. Let's talk about your upbringing, like, how you guys started wrestling, how you became, like, a wrestling duel. We can talk about your brother. Like, let's, let's get into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we grew up a wrestling family. You know, that's bottom line. You know, we had my older brother, Chase, was a state champion, and he was number one in the country. Uh, he set the bar high for us. So it was everything was chasing that. But we grew up, I mean, from what, Nick? Probably four years old, wrestling yeah. every single day, year round. Yeah, and our dad, so our dad, you know, he was, he's a huge wrestling junkie. He wrestled in the army, you know, and when he went overseas, he wrestled for Germany and the team over there. And he did a lot of international wrestling, you know, so we didn't have a choice. It was, it was just wrestling from, yeah, probably three and a half, four years old on you know and yeah you know we grew up with four boys and then you know we have a sister who's the youngest but when you have four boys like that we're all chase is like 31 and i think ryan's 27 so we're all close age i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know you guys had an older older brother named chase i didn't know that yeah he started it off yeah i mean he might have been the best one i mean yeah a lot of people forget we have an older brother just because it, there was such a long line of us. There was, you know, like a 10-year span where we were going through high school. So crazy. That's yeah, so we covered crazy. some years. So yeah, you guys I mean, started wrestling like at four? Like most of you guys, you say? 
you know, we just started off how most kids do. We just, you know, we went to a local youth wrestling club in Stowe, Ohio, and we took it from there. You know, we got better every year. You know, we put our head down and we worked and we got better, you know. So, you know, after eight or nine years of doing that, you get better every year. You know, you become towards the top, you know, the food chain. And you guys have have each other to wrestle too. Well, that's a big thing. You know, being a twin, it's just, it's competitive 24-7. And everything you do, you know, you have a twin. It's like you can't lose your twin. Yeah. Like that's like the worst thing ever. You know, that's my, yeah. my, mine is a girl, so and she, more, and she was more athletic than me, so so you took some losses. That's tough. Tell me about it. You, yeah, you, you get used to fighting on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, that you know, growing up, that's really what makes you good. You know, you always have a drill partner, you always have somebody going really hard at all times. You know? So that probably really was a big factor. You know, you just have somebody at all times, and even on the mental side, just. No, all you know is competitiveness, you know, and yeah. it, it, it was in everything we did, too. So that really brought that competitive side to the map. And that's what really what helped us. No, I, I mean, I, I get that. So I guess like the biggest question is how you guys didn't burn out, you know, being like surrounded with wrestling all the time, high, having such high standards and then having like to be competitive all the time. Like how you guys like. You know, you know, I tell, I still coach to this day. Mm-hmm. I've coached a lot of high school, a lot of college kids. You know, burning out is, that is such a mindset thing. Yeah. And we never looked at it as burning out. We didn't know what burning out was. You know, that was our life. So there was no such thing as burning out. Yeah. And, and you know, really to, to add to that, we were always surrounded, you know, by great wrestlers and great athletes. You know, like you had, Johnny Julius, who was three-time state champ, Ohio State guy. You know, we knew Johnny since we were nine, ten years old. Yeah. Like the Palmer brothers, we grew up going to Tulsa, Oklahoma with them. We used to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma with David Taylor. You know, so when you surround yourself by those guys and like-minded individuals, it's contagious, you know. And I think people get burned out when they're getting negative influence. You know, yeah. other people telling them, dude, you need to take a break or, oh, you're going to get burned out. Yeah. Uh, you, once you once people put that in your head, then, then I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Then you kind of do get burned out. A hundred percent. I look at this as the same way as like when people say they're grinding. You know, we we a grind. We didn't know what a grind was because yeah. it's just that's when you live it and you do it. You know, you don't you don't look at it like that. Yeah, it's it's always hard, you know. When all you know is is tough and hard, that's all you know. You know, there's nothing else to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I definitely, I definitely understand that. I just always ask that question to people I know who started like super, super young because, like, you know, I come from a place where I started ninth grade, and like, bless that it took me where it took me. And then I get the when I got to college, I saw guys didn't they wouldn't transfer as well. And I was like, why are these guys not transferring as well? You know, they've been doing it longer, you know. And um, I think it's what you guys said, perspective. Like, if this is funny to you and it's your lifestyle, like, what's wrong with that, you know? It's all perspective. Yeah, you are who you surround yourself with, for sure. You know, you hear it all the time. You hear people say it all the time, but it is true. You know, it's it's 100% true. And we were lucky to be surrounded by a good group of people on and off the you know, that's so awesome. that, that was probably, that's probably a big part of it. Right, that's awesome. So you, so you guys started fourth grade. Were you guys like immediately good? Were you guys like, obviously like middle school got competitive no. or do you get competitive to like high school? No, you know, no one really starts good. Yeah. 
No, I mean, my dad used to keep these logs of every single wrestling match we ever wrestled in our lives, like dating back to like 1997. Wow. And when you flip those books open to the beginning, there's a lot of losses in there. Yeah. Um, that's what, you know, but those losses are important. Those, Absolutely. everyone starts taking those losses. It's just, do you grow from them or do they set you back? No, absolutely. And that, that's super important. I think with me is like, when I started, I was like really, really bad, you know, like just taking these L's, taking these L's and, you know, eventually started to click. And I think me wanting to like do the sport and like compete so much that I took losses quicker than everyone else. I was able to get like the learning curve down quicker, you know? Yeah, we exactly. You know, we probably didn't really start really winning. And, and I would say probably getting our name out there and dominating probably to like fourth or fifth grade. I think that's probably when it clicked. So it took you know, it took years. It took yeah. a lot of years, but we trained hard. Our dad really pushed us. You know, we were trained hard. You know, when we were when we were starting to get good, our older brother was. But like I was saying, it. You know, when me and Nick started getting good, our older brother was very good. Okay. He was good on like the national scene, and he was just you know he was getting in the high school. So he kind of brought that. He started to bring that energy. You know, he started yeah. to bring that reputation. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, when you've got it, you know, kudos to Chase, our older brother, because it is, it's hard to start it off. It's easy to learn from somebody when they've done it. It's easier yeah, to learn from experience and seeing it. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely led the way for sure. How did he like encourage you guys? He beat uh, us up. You no, know, mainly just, uh, you know, it, it, we're a tough, it's a tough love family. Mainly just open on us, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's exactly harder. right. Yeah, it was it was all tough love, you know. It, it was more action than talk. So just getting beat on and just wanting to, you know, try to whoop on yeah. them. You just get, you <laughs> want to get you know. It, it makes you better. It makes that's you awesome. tougher. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and and that's a blessing. No, most definitely, most definitely. And you guys have another brother, Ryan, right? Yeah, and he was how a part he, of that. How did he fall in the mix? You he know, was, he was right there in the mix. Yeah, he was right there in the mix with us. We were all in it together. You know, we all lived it. Ryan, he grew up, I mean, he probably was in the toughest position. Being the youngest brother, having, you know, there's three state titles right above you. There's national titles. You know, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders. Yeah, he did. He had a lot. He had big shoes to fill because, you know, in youth, we were state champs, you know, fifth, sixth grade, and then. In junior, while we're in junior high, me and Nate both won state titles in junior high, too. Yeah. You know, and then we, right into high school, right into college. And Ryan always, you know, our name, we had a pretty good name at that point, And it was always like, are you going to keep it, you know, is it going to oh, keep man. going? Yeah. He kept it going. Yeah, That's he did. It, and he did. He prevailed through the pressure for sure. And realistically, I mean, now that wrestling's over, he I could probably say he is the toughest, you know, like fit. Yeah. Like, Mentally, because we really whooped on him. Just <laughs> we whooped on him, man. Yeah, and uh, he would yeah. laugh. We could incriminate ourselves if we told you stories. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know that's awesome. the truth. But you know what? Look at us now. You know we love each other. Yeah, most definitely. And and then you guys are brothers. You know, like a bond. You know, one hundred percent. And so you two went to Walsh, right? And then Ryan, he didn't go to Walsh though. The same as St. Mary. Same as St. Mary, right? So what prompted him that that decision? Coaching. He, uh, Coaching. you know, we wrestled through Akron Wrestling Club 
and we had a great club coach, Anthony Gary. And he he started taking me in and Nick in when we were freshmen. And ultimately, he took Ryan in. So he got Ryan from an early age. So he, you know, Ryan absolutely followed him to St. Vincent, St. Mary, and what a good choice it was. Yeah, it was it was a big coaching thing. Yeah, he he had a great coach there. I mean, not I mean Walsh obviously has the great coaches and stuff too, but it was just a bond he had with Anthony Gary. You know, and he had good friends like our good friend Michael Ricks, who's a state champ in Ohio and stuff. Was one of his best friends, and he was going to St. V two. And realistically, it probably worked out in his favor. You know. Yeah, most definitely. And um, since we're all Walsh boys here, because I went to Walsh too. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if Nate knows that joke. Does he know that joke, Nick? No, I don't think so. All right, so uh, when Nolan, I see Nolan and Nick, I'm like, oh, man, good thing we all are Walsh boys. So, like, I'm a Walsh boy. I like, no, no. <laughs> we include him in the Walsh fam. Yeah. Like, I'm That's the only cool, one though. from Virginia. I'm the only one from Virginia on the team that actually graduated. So, A lot of people want to be Walsh boys. I'm in there, you know. You're in but, there, baby. But yeah, no, no, no. That's that's super cool. So you, you guys ended up going to Wall, being like super, super, super accomplished, and obviously being super accomplished in high school. How did you guys pick where you went to college? Because you both had interesting college careers, right? Oh yeah. So let's get into that college selection, and then what prompted different moves in college. So I'll go first. So you know, there's a lot. Obviously, as like a senior in high school. There's a lot of pressure there to, you know, you, you want, you think you got to choose when you're a senior, you always think that there's like one, it's only one school, you know, there's only yeah. one school. There's the one right decision, you know, and that put a lot of pressure onto it. But, and that's kind of maybe what prompted, you know, my senior year when I down with you guys at graduate. But for me, it came down to, you know, I think from a maturity standpoint, I realized it was about school, you know, yeah. school was important to me. And, you know, I wasn't the, smartest at Walsh. I, I actually had really bad grades at Walsh, but I yeah. figured it out my senior year that school was important. And, and I actually like to learn learn and read and stuff. And I still to this day, I'm always reading and learning. So I took a couple visits and ultimately the University of Finley, I, when I went there and visited, it was a beautiful school. Yeah, They were just coming off a number, I think they were number three in the country for wrestling. So they had a great team. You know, the head coach was Sean Nelson, who uh, was an All-American at Penn State. So it was a great environment. When you go places, you could, you could feel the vibe if, it, if, it's, yeah. if it's you or not. And then ultimately, it was a money thing, too. You know, we didn't grow up from a lot of money. And it was a financial decision, too. You know, I got offered a good scholarship. And Finley's like a $48,000 a year school. Yeah. really, And it's a private institution. So... For me, that they made the most sense. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of people they it's like an ego thing, and they got to go to the most popular school or the best school or the biggest school. You know, me it was strictly business. It was for yeah. school, wrestling, and money. It it was a business decision for sure. That is super mature. Because again, yeah. a lot of us just want the clout. Yeah, yeah, that's where I messed it up. Oh, word. That's where, <laughs> that's where I messed it up. I went to college strictly for wrestling, but. You know, that it was enjoyable, and I learned yeah. a lot. And I am who I am today because of that experience. Most definitely. You know, so I'm blessed in that way as well. So however you look at it, they were both right. No, nah, most definitely. You know, absolutely. Most, so, so, Nate, so like, Nick, you end up leaving Finley and transferring to uh, William Jesuit, where me and you met. So what, what prompted that move? Like the environment was no longer what you wanted it to be? 
you know, so I had done, that was my, so I had done four years at, at Finley and I had a pretty good, you know, I, despite some injuries and stuff, I had a good career. You know, I was yeah. a lot of top that, you know, I think at my junior year, I think I was ranked second in the, in the nation for most part of the year. But at the end of my junior year, I got injured and hurt, you know, and I didn't come back healthy. Yes. And there was some, you know, between you and your coach, yeah, you got a great bond, but it's also business, you know. Yes. Coaches got to win, and if they're paying a lot of money, that there's expectations there. Yeah. You know, and I got injured, and I couldn't wrestle postseason, and it created some issues. And, and so we sat down, and we talked about it, and I kind of wasn't happy at the time. Yeah. Um, and I knew I had one year left, and it was an opportunity to, to get a new experience, you know, before you go into the real world and start working. And I thought it would be cool to go somewhere else to a new state. And obviously, we were the team was phenomenal. Yeah. Top, top in the country as well. Yeah. You know, a, a well-known program. So it was a good opportunity. And I don't regret it at all. You know, I got two families that I still talk to, talk to you guys all the time. In the, the Finley family still. That's facts. That's facts. So I, 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 yeah, I mean, it was tough to leave, but I think ultimately it was good. I think it was a good decision. Uh, most definitely. And Nate, so like what, what prompted your, your college selection and then the decisions you uh, you made to like move to different schools? Yeah, mine was pretty simple. Um, I grew up a Hawkeye fan. Yep. And I get that from my dad. I mean, we all grew up Hawkeye fans. My dad used my dad, I remember Nick will remember this story. We were about seven or eight years old. My dad would like my mom would be working on like a Saturday and he would like force us all to watch a Dan Gable documentary, take quizzes on it. So we grew up watching the Hawkeyes and stuff. And, you know, my senior year I was like number one in the country and Tom Brands calls and he says he wants you to come wrestle for him. You know, ultimately you go. Yeah. And I did. And it was cool. It was awesome. It was probably the best experience of my life. You know, I went, so I flew out there and, you know, in August and I stayed till like the end of the first semester. And, you know, when I could visit, it didn't feel right. Yeah. I knew it probably wasn't the best decision, but I wanted to do it. I really wanted to experience something out of it, get an experience out of it. Yeah, so I did it, you know, and it was probably about the best six months of my life. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we great. did. So my dad, that's that's a, this is a funny story. So yeah, when we were younger, my dad, he had this Dan Gable documentary. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, I would like to rewatch it now that I'm older. Yeah, yeah. Like, he would sit us down and watch the documentary, and he would have quizzes ready at the end of the documentary, and he would make us take a quiz on the documentary. <laughs> Stop right now. I swear. That's awesome, man. That's a true story. And if we failed it, we had to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. That's discipline. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah. Wow. That's old school military style there. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Bro, that's awesome. And you, you oh, obviously yeah. like now, like, look, like hindsight's 2020. So you guys are just like, it, it helped. You know, most definitely. Oh, it helps. It never hurts to be disciplined, you yeah. know? And I see that in my life now as I get older and I'm in the real world now. Discipline is a great thing to have. And I'm blessed to have discipline. No, absolutely. And you see you see a difference. You know, we don't look left or right, but you, you slowly start to distinguish yourself from people because you're like, it's just like crazy. I know for me, like I'll be doing certain things and I'm like, oh, this is what we got to do. You know, just got to get it done. But you saw like people have issues with it or like they don't do it. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It's really no, crazy. I, I think that, you know, we get that 
because wrestling is a very disciplined sport. You know, obviously, probably one of the more disciplined sports just because of the weight management part of it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that brings a whole other aspect to performing it on top of that. But yeah, 100%. You see it in your daily life. I mean, I see people that, you know, for example, like calling off work. It's like mind blowing that people just yeah. call off work. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what, like what, what are you doing? What are, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's an example. But like, you know, like that would be like skipping practice. Like, dude, you never skip practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you see it like you see stuff like that, or or people leave, you know, leave before a job's finished, and you see it every day once once you have those experiences and stuff. No, nah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's like that. You don't skip practice, you know. Like you just like, dude, you're not going to practice. Like even if you're not like bad, you know, if you're like you're bad, like or you're not going to oh, practice. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like you know, hold each other accountable. It's just not. I even crawled in the practice. You know? I've been, I've had to been carried in the practice <laughs> because I knew, but you know, we grew up on those teams where if you didn't show up, they were going to make fun of you for a long time. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I was around, we were around people it. that held us accountable. Yeah. And like a lot of people don't relate, man. And like today, I think today, literally I was like, bro, you like, where you at? Where were you at yesterday? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, you just didn't come, yeah. you know, oh, it, makes, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And I was like, I think hey, it's the funniest thing ever. We grew up wrestling for North Akron, so if you didn't show up, you just got beat up the next time. You know, the bigger, older guys would just grab you, and that was the culture. Yeah. Yeah, we grew up, you know, in a great program, the North Akron Wrestling Club, which, you know, Rudis is actually doing, like, a documentary over it right now, like the wall. Oh, really? In, in North awesome. Akron. Yeah, we grew up with studs. So we grew up with, you know, like Johnny DeJolius, uh, Georgie DiCamillo, who was an NCAA runner-up at Virginia. You know, me, Nate, Mike Baker, who was state champ, wrestled in Kyle. I mean, we grew up with just, like, animals. Yeah, and if you didn't show up, it was just, like, you were in trouble, too. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was a big part Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. You just and that list goes each down. other, you know. So you just feed. It's, it's like, like I said earlier, it's just that environment thing where, you know, it's you, you just you are who you surround yourself with. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, so, like, what would you guys say the biggest takeaway? And maybe we could get back to your, your college career, too. But what are, like, the biggest no, takeaways? let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Keep going. I, I, I love North Akron. <laughs> that's my, those are my roots there. I could talk about North Akron all day. So, I, I guess, like, what was the biggest takeaways, like, wrestling provided to you, like, your now life? Oh, man. The biggest takeaways? Simple. Just, you know, put your head down and work. Yeah. Just... If you want something, you put your head down and you get to work and you work and you work and that work, it might be five years or 10 years or, you know, I didn't win my first state title till I was, I don't know, 16 years old. And I started when I was five. So it took 11 years. So I got my, you know, my first real accomplishment. I mean, so just put your head down and get to work and hard work too. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, it's probably just like the mental toughness that, that you get out of it. And you realize that pretty much everything you do in life in general is a mental thing, you yeah. know, from just having to wake up in the mornings early till, till working or just everything you do is mental. And like in wrestling, you learn when you don't feel good, just to practice and you're getting beat on and you got to just like find a way to get through it. And that's just, that's just what life is really. Yeah. It's all a mental game. Then the mentally tough ones, the ones that can figure out how to push through it, you know, is a big thing. And for me, it's just like 
wrestling, I learned how to, you don't even let the negative thoughts come in your head. Like, oh, I'm tired. Like, you don't even let those in your head. Yeah. And that's just, that's your daily routine too, you know. When you don't want to wake up, it's so easy to just say, oh, you know, hit the snooze for 15 more minutes. Like, you could justify everything to a point, but that's justifying things aren't no good. You know, that's just, that's like a sign of weak, mental weakness, I think. I agree. Uh, it's just holding yourself accountable. <laughs> Yeah, the main thing with me would be the mental toughness that the sport gives you. You know, in wrestling, you cannot be successful without mental toughness. Yeah. If you want to get to the top, you got to be mentally tough. And, you know, honestly, that's the hardest part for most people. Most people are very physically gifted. But if you don't have it upstairs, you will not get to the top. Yeah. You know, you look at the college guys, the top guys in college, they are there because they are the most mentally tough. And then you combine that with, you know, good athlete and a good coach, that's what you get. Yeah, 100%. And I, I agree. I think the mental aspect and the discipline that comes from the sport, it, it helps you to, like, specifically in, like, life now, take your feelings out of it. You know, like, what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'm so Yeah, I mean, this, this game of life, it's all about being mentally tough. Yeah. yeah. And um, so my, my commander is a wrestler, right? He's like like 50 years old, like jacked, like dude. And he's like, he's a wrestler. And he's like, and he talks like us, you know? He's just like, yo, get your head down, get it done. Like, right. you know, and um, I I, I, very, I rarely meet people like I can relate to on that level because when people are talking to me and they're giving me justifications or excuses and stuff like that, I, I don't like, I don't be understanding, man. Don't process it. doesn't phase you. You know, it's not phase you. And like you as a military yeah. guy, like some of the people that interest me the most and like, <laughs> I get a lot of like uh, try from or like the Navy SEALs, right? Yeah, bro. And I and I think that they're like a prime example of that because if you look at like your Navy SEALs, they look just like average. They're not like big yep. bill freak athlete people, but those are the toughest people in the world. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they look like the wrestlers. They are yep. the toughest people in the world because of of the mental side of things. You know, they physically they look like an average person, but Dude, I mean, they are the mentally toughest people in the world, and that's why they're, you know, the top of the line. Not nah, most, you know, most definitely. So I got a question for you guys. So like, you got a guy who he never wrestled, he never really did anything hard, right? And he's trying to develop. He's like twenty three years old, fresh out of college, and he's trying to figure out how to get mental toughness. He's figure, he's trying to figure out how to like separate his feelings from his actions. What would you guys say? I could give you the easiest path, and that would be to start working out. You know, when you work out, you're you're choosing to, to suffer a little bit. You're choosing to kind of torture your body and your mind. And over time, your mind cows, you know, it gets tougher. And every day you get tougher mentally. And, you know, also when your body feels good, you got more energy, you're more productive. Ultimately, you're a better person in general. But just working out, working out is, I would say, if you look at top 5,000 most successful people in the world, I would guarantee a 90% of them plus workout every most day. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's a good one. Yeah. That's and I, the direct path there. I personally, you know, what I would tell that person, and it might sound weird, but it's to do hard stuff. Like, honestly, yeah. like that your brain is pretty much like a muscle. Like, if you know, if you do curls every day really hard, you'll get big arms. And it's the same thing with your brain. If you do really hard things every day, you get tough, you know? Yeah. And it might sound weird, but it, maybe it's just from wrestling or may I don't know, maybe I have a screw loose, but I, I'll do things on purpose the hard way or something hard just because I like to do tough things. I feel like it makes you, it makes you tougher, honestly. And 
that's what I would say. Just do tough things and do it. Don't give up. And just, you know, you push it. And, and that's real because, like, for me, I've noticed when I don't do things the hard way and I uh, take it, like, a, the, the path of least resistance, like, it doesn't work out for me. No. Never. You know? It Not never works out. <laughs> Bro. It never like, works man, out. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not very rewarding. It's not at all. <laughs> you know, it's really, when you get done, you don't feel good. And you waste time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you waste time. That's, that's important. And after a no. while, like, you know, and I'm guilty of every now and then probably shortcutting a thing or two, you yeah. know, although I try to be accountable. But after doing it for so long, you almost feel guilty when you do that. Yeah. And, and that guilty feeling is a terrible feeling. It, it kind of leads to anxiety for me. me so too. it's like, I don't even want those feelings. So I'm going to just do it right and do it, you know, hard. Man, that's real, bro. I'm 100%. the same way. I'm the same 100%. way. 100%. It, it gives me, it makes me like happy when I talk to people who are like similar mindsets because I meet people who don't, even in the military, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, this is how I choose to like live my life, you know, and um, yeah, it's very rewarding. No, it, it, yeah, it's, People don't like to be uncomfortable, and you've got to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah, chosen suffering, like Tom Ryan says. He has a great book on that, and I think Johnny brought that up. That's like a great read, and I think most people should read that and actually comprehend it. You know, not just read it and be like, oh, yeah, cool, it makes sense, but like actually comprehend it. It does. It really comes down to like chosen suffering and choosing to do hard stuff. Most definitely. Most definitely. So as we as we pivot here, what are you guys like up to now and what are your future plans? Not just in wrestling, but just in life. So I'll go first. So, you know, after graduating and stuff, I I went back to the Akron area. Akron, Ohio, which is where I'm at now. Hanging with um, Jalen. You know, I start. What's that? I said hanging with Jalen. Just kidding. <laughs> Jalen, that's my boy. Shout out Jalen. You know, so I started my own landscape company a couple years ago. It grew a pretty nice, successful company just this year. I have a cousin who had a really a big company, a nice company, and we just merged together. So we're running we're running that right now. You know, working, probably not not much coaching just because I you know, I'm focused on this right now. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't wanna sidetrack myself. I feel like it's probably the most important thing to me right now is the business. So just running a business, man, that's pretty much it. Future wise, I don't know. You know, I don't like to stand still, so I don't know if, if it's what I'll be doing forever, you know. But whatever it is, I'll be doing it hard. Most definitely. Have to. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I would like to get back into coaching, you know, get back in the room and stuff. Yeah, you know, I think I think we all get that itch after a while, you know. Oh, yeah. Real wrestlers never, ever, ever lose that itch. And never. No, it's ingrained. It's ingrained in you. And, and Nate, what about you? You know, after college, I um, went right into coaching. Um, I got a job at the University of Mount Union. Yep. Spent about a. It's like a, I started towards the end of one season and kind of wrapped that summer up and started into another season. So I was there for about a year and a half, and it was an amazing experience. And I got a, a better coaching job later on at Notre Dame College, mm-hmm. working with. You know, one of my a big role model in my life, Sonny Marchetti. So I spent a season there, and then ultimately, you know, when COVID hit, kind of shook things up in college wrestling, and yeah. coaches weren't in really need because you didn't have sports. So I found myself 
in a mortgage company that I kind of fell in love with. And it's, you know, because it's a company full of like-minded people. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it probably doesn't even matter what we do at work, just being around those types of people and that energy and people that push you to be better every day is what's most important to me. So, you know, me, for me, I would say, you know, I'm always going to follow the path that helps develop me into be a good person, you know, and ultimately I do like being successful and who doesn't want to be the best at what they do. Yeah. So, you know, whatever I do, you know, it's like Nick said, you know, I'm going to be doing it hard and I'm going to be clawing my way to the top. That's what's up. That's a good, that's a good mindset. And like you guys like have each other to like hold each other accountable and make sure like you're messing, you're not messing around. No, for um, sure. No, we do. You know, and it's been like Nick said earlier, it's been like that since we've been literally one year old. Yeah. You're fighting for everything. You know, you're fighting for food. You're fighting for attention, for toys. Yeah, for girls too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. It wasn't much of a fight, JB. You know, <laughs> hey, you've been around Nick long enough. Yeah. He's scared of women. <laughs> The only time he talks to women is when I'm around and I bring them around. <laughs> Don't let them fool you, JB. I mean, whatever the method is, if it works for you guys, it works for you guys. Yeah, it, no, it, absolutely. it works for us, you know, and I think, you know, you, you stick to what works. And growing up, we've had success, pretty much been successful, you know, and, and thank God for it. You know, we're, we're, we're blessed and we're lucky for that. But yeah, you stick to what works. Why change it if, it if it's working for you? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And yeah. so, like, the, the premise of this podcast is, like, self-development, right? Like, faith, leadership, inspiration, finances, things like that. So what's something you each want to leave with everyone listening? Because we have the legendary Scuzz Brothers. Yeah. And, again, I'd like to just keep it simple. I would say just stay tough, you know, in every aspect of life. You know, it's it's a tough world. Like, you can't control things out there. Bad things are going to happen. You can't have a victim mindset. You got to understand that tough times are coming. They're going to happen. And when they do come, it doesn't matter. You got to stay disciplined and you got to stay positive and you can't let it affect your daily life. And you can't let it affect your life growth, you know, especially as a young man. So, you know, just staying tough out there. Things are going to happen. Take it on the chin and move move on. Most definitely. Especially, especially us as like, you know, like you said, young men, like, you know, trying to navigate this, this world. You know, I like to say like the burden of performance, you know, is on us, you know, and uh, Absolutely. embrace it or let it like break you. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Those are really the two choices. Really? It's like, are you going to quit? Like you're not. So like you might as well just like try to figure it out. Right. Absolutely. You know, the answer is there right in front of everybody. You know, the one there's just the ones that choose to take them. Most yeah. Definitely. You know, for me, what I would what I would probably, you know, tell people younger people and, and maybe if, if I was younger I would have liked to know you know it's probably number one just always keep learning always learn you know like in today's world there's you can learn everything you need to learn you know like growing up I had so many questions with like you know even a mental thing or like what happens if it I mean there's so much information now you should always be hungry to learn and no matter what it is in life in general or, or whatever question you have to be answered, you know, um, you have so much access to information and you should always be hungry to learn. So in, in really learning, you know, knowledge is power, you know, so always be learning and pretty much whatever you do, do it hard and do it right. You know, take pride in everything you do. Shortcuts don't get you nowhere. Uh, taking the easy path doesn't get you nowhere. 
you know, yeah, life's hard. It's hard for everybody. It's equally hard. And it's just a mindset for, you know, it's a mindset for everybody. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah. And, and I guess to add to both of you all, stay hard and continue educating, but keep people around you that, that help you out. Like you guys are obviously your brothers so you have that, but everyone else is like, stay plugged in, you know, if you're not around really positive people, definitely like you listen yeah. to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, change your friend group, go, go to a new gym, you know. You know, JP, that's probably number two is you put yourself around good people. Yeah. You are who you surround yourself with. You pick up their habits and their lifestyles and you pick up the negative things from those people and you got to put yourself around good people who want to see you succeed. They're not jealous. They're not using you. You want to put yourself around people that push you and make you uncomfortable. They, you know, they ask you, hey, let's go on a run. Like, get off your ass. Let's go. Yeah. And I'll second that. You know, and one of the hardest things, and, and we've probably all done it, you know, is really surrounding yourself with good people. And when you're not surrounded with good people, cutting them off. You know, even, I mean, we've had friends that we've cut off, you know, and it was hard and they were so funny or cool, you know, but they weren't making you better. Yeah, uh, and it's contagious. You know, people are contagious, and when you're friends with people, it's contagious. No, I I agree, and and that's big. That's hard for all of us, I think, to cut people off, which is probably like the most vital part of the whole process. Yeah, yep. you know, most definitely. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, you go ahead, JD. I was gonna say, where can people find you guys? <laughs> people are gonna listen to you guys. They're like the legendary Scuzz Brothers is on JD's podcast, and they're gonna be like, "Yo, I need to DM these guys, ask them questions about what they talked about." Where can they find you guys? You can find me on Facebook. You probably won't be able to spell my name, but I'm sure you'll have it. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> Copy and paste it off the, the title. title. Yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll get it right in the episode. <laughs> yeah, and it's Skenezny. It's Skenezny. Yeah. So for all you people yeah, that butchered my name over the last 20 years. <laughs> I just say Scuzz. Let's, let's get that right first. You could say Scuzz. <laughs> That's, you know, nice and easy. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm on Facebook. Probably about half the people listening won't like what my Facebook looks like, but you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, but I'm not a big social media guy. And I know I don't think Nick is either. Yeah, no, I, I stick to, you know, probably just Instagram and Facebook. And guys, 07, hit me up. Give me a follow. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, <laughs> hey, once again, I appreciate you guys joining the podcast. Hey, JB, no, thank it's a you, pleasure. man. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, it's nice catching up, JB. You're right, Neil. Hey, <laughs> talk to you guys later. Hey, I had some Ohio legends on here. Some Ohio legends. And we they just know what it takes to like have success, not only in wrestling, but in life. And I'm super grateful they jump on. You know, they're, they're doing great things outside of wrestling right now. And, you know, just amazing. I love when I get to talk with people who have a similar mindset to myself. So, man, some great individuals. Thank you for listening for the Masses Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to my mother, Alfreda Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever and always.